Buy your Amazon shit through the feralaudio.com portal. Proceeds go to feral audio artists. All right. Well, a few years back, while enjoying a delightful day in New York City, a few friends and I decided to give ourselves a special treat. Manhattan has an almost endless selection of wonderful restaurants and is known as one of the culinary capitals of the world. We walked into a quaint little shopping area known to the locals as Times Square. We ventured into one of the more subtle spots, nestled in between Boomer and Stadium Grill and Jekyll and Hyde's Restaurant and Bar. The restaurant is known as Guy Fieri's American Kitchen, and it's where good times go to be destroyed. We spent six hours there that day, and I'm naming this episode after what I acquired after eating a plate of the signature dish, Italian Nachos. Friends, this is Gaiaria. It's where colons go to be destroyed, am I right? Yeah, we'll get into that. This is the Beyond Yacht Rock podcast, the podcast that creates genres just for you, and then we count them down, because that's what we like to do. My name is J.D. Riznar. Sitting across from me, Hollywood Steve. Hello, I'm Hollywood Steve. And my kitty corner kitty cat, David Lyons. What's up, Dave Lyons? My right-hand man, Hunter Stare. Uh, uh, Hi, I'm on your left. He's on your left. Hey. Hey. My right. It's a Guy Fieri theme show. Things are going to, there's going to be a lot of mistakes. It's pronounced Fieri. That's what I said. That's, uh, yeah, I'm agreeing with you. I'm saying furry. Because we created the internet show Yacht Rock and we know you fans love Yacht Rock music, we throw a bone to the Yacht Rock song every week to kick off the show. Hunter, what are we listening to? The old so-and-sos. Today we're listening to uh, Lee Rittenauer and Promises Promises. So uh, recently I came up with an amazing term. It's just a genius term. It's called the log line, which is the Kenny Loggins line of Yacht Rock. I came up with it. Proof is in the release date. It's true. Hunter, you are brilliant. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so the the first log line that I really want to get into is Lee Rittenauer. Uh, This is from Rit 2. He had one album named Rit and named the next one Rit 2. Yeah. Fun facts. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm going to get it. Makes sense. Yeah. Which one came first? Uh, I don't know. I, do I have to check it? Hard to tell. Again? Rit, hard to Rit tell. Zero came uh, first. Anyways, he's a jazzy guitarist from California, and his nickname is Captain Fingers. Another good nickname. Hunter loves those nicknames. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, he played his first session gig at the age of 16 for Mamas and the Papas. Uh, he was recognized twice by Guitar Player Magazine as... Uh, in the 70s as the best studio guitarist. Hey, is that Lee Rittenauer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, that's Fingers. I mean, <laughs> Captain Fingers. It's the you, same guy. Buddy. Uh, anyways, okay. So. Not a real captain. Uh, <laughs> well, we don't know that. We can't say that for sure. Anyways, uh, he worked with a shit ton of musicians. I'm not going to name them all, but a lot of guys like a uh, big one is Michael O'Marty and uh, Carol Bayer Sager, George Benson, Pointer Sisters, uh, and Victor Feldman. He was the guitarist on Down in Cancun, one of my old bone throws. And my man, Bill LeBounty. Yeah, Bill LeBounty, Stephen Bishop, lots of guys. I think this is a lovely Yachty dance song, and it should get people to move, but here's what I learned last weekend. We did our live podcast last weekend. You'll hear it next week. Afterwards, I had the pleasure, thanks to DJ Claire Carrasca, to get to DJ a Yacht Rock night. And I was playing uh, da- uh, Yacht Rock songs that people were dancing, and some woman comes up and says, 
play Brandy by the Looking Glass. And I said, no. And I kicked her out of the booth. And then I played Airplay's Nothing You Can Do About It, and it cleared the dance floor. Mm -hmm. Yep, it did. It sounded great, too. People I was sitting great. there thinking, oh yeah. my god, how great is it to hear this song over this sound system in this bar? I feel like it's a party. But it, people didn't know it, so people didn't want to party yeah. to it's it. It's such a great uh, dance, yachty, yacht rock song totally, that nobody knows it. Yeah, our, it our totally work is, fit the flow. It totally fit the flow of our, the music. Our work is cut out for us, boys. we got to teach these people a lot about yacht rock. This is way dancier. This is from his 80s albums. Is what yeah, he's more of a smooth jazz guy, and, usually. Yeah, and it's what's interesting is that, uh, so, on this song, you have the Pages Boys on background. He also co-wrote this with um, Bill Champlin and uh, uh, a gentleman by the name of Eric Tagg. Now, now Lee Rittenauer doesn't sing. Eric Tagg is singing on this. And uh, Rittenauer and Tagg, they both had kind of a McDo Loggins McDonald thing. They actually re each recorded versions of this song. And uh, the Eric Tag version, I'll throw a bone to him later. I, I won't, probably won't play that song, but uh, if you find it, it's still Yacht Rock, but it's a little more subdued. For whatever reason, I think Lee Rittenauer had a little more of the Yacht Funk in him, and he made this a little more dancier. I think it's a great song. I loved this song when I first heard it. Yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to hear the yachtiness in it, but once you get past that dance beat, like it's 100% there. It's got the, the jazzy solos, weird chord progressions, overall likability, and of course the incredible list of yacht rock artists that perform on it. <laughs> I, I, I like I like too that you you just ran down a bunch of the musical characteristics of yacht rock in the wake of the the brandy incident. Oh, it's terrible. I, and then, uh, my, and then Claire played Brandy at the end of the night, well, you, and everybody danced! Yeah, yeah, everybody danced to that terrible uh, song! No, it's a great song. It's a great it's song, it's yeah. just not Yacht Rock. Yeah, exactly. And I, it, it's my old my old colleague at the All Music Guide, Stephen Thomas Erlewine, recently tweeted something that sums it up. It's like, Yacht Rock gets defined by kitschiness, not by the musical aspects of it, and that's why... There's so much yacht rock out there that gets classified as yacht yeah. rock is because people are using the non-musical aspects of it to define the genre. Those fucking captain's hats. Are you guys ready to talk about gyria? Let's talk about gyria. Oh, uh, why not? Yeah. Dave, All right, Dave. Did you sit on your balls? When I did. That's what happened. I'm sorry. I got up. I was dancing around. Right. I sat square on both my nuts. Uh, I get it. It's still kind of an appropriate still kind of a, lead in. Kind of a dull ache. Yeah, it'll give you a stomach ache, yeah. just like diarrhea. Exactly. So a few years back, I was out in New York visiting good friend of the podcast, Tony Zaret. Hear him misused in episode eight, Hard Organ. And my friend Dell was in town to promote his then new NBC show. After somebody jokingly suggested we go to the restaurant owned by the human troll doll, Guy Fieri, <laughs> nobody was willing to back down. And to be honest, I kind of wanted to see what actual chef Tony Bourdain called the terror dome that single-handedly turned Times Square into the Ed Hardy district. Wanted to see what it looked like on the inside. So we put on some loud shirts, placed our sunglasses on the back of our heads, and made our way to the theater district. I love this. It's a morality fable about the perils of ironic dining. Yeah, I, watch out, hipsters. They, your irony. They fucking loved every minute of it. I don't. This is just trying to convince us that they didn't have a good time, and I don't buy a fucking single <laughs> bit of it. I'm bringing you this genre as I tell you the story of our day at Guy Fieri's American Kitchen. When I originally thought of the genre, I thought it'd be a fun idea, and I put it together. I actually went out to New York uh, last week to uh, do some research, and we went back to make sure my story's checked out. 
And I realized I've done a really bad thing, boys. I've made a horrible playlist. Yep. Yep. This is seriously depressing business. Mm -hmm. Today we'll be going through the songs that pertain to the sort of person that would look forward to a trip to Flavortown. <laughs> Some of the songs that we'll hear were heard within the godforsaken walls, while others simply make you think of the doughy, soulless fucks that dwell within. It's it's kind of it's kind of mediocre bro music. You know, it's that's yeah, that's what it's gonna be a lot of. Yeah. Um I Here's how you're... Well, first of all, a little background on Guy Fieri, for those of you who don't know who he is. He's a fella who was born Guy Fieri, but loved his Italian heritage so much, he changed his name back to the original Italian name of Fieri. After his grandfather. Then he won a TV contest called something like Food Network's Next Star, and Food Network put him in a billion shows, and now he drives around and stuffs food in his mouth, and he doesn't like eggs. He does not like it's, eggs. It's They're a nutritional powerhouses! It's a perfect resume for a New York City-caliber restaurant tour. And somewhere in there, he had a boy named Hunter. Yes, he named his son after me. And so you know he's a fucking douchebag. Yeah. Um, when David proposed this genre, I, I, I sort of, and I started to hear the music, I started to see that this is a genre where the songs are mostly feel like Guy Fieri's cooking, like his look with his frosted tips and his weird beard mustache. Um, it's very it's, bro-y. Mm -hmm. It's bro music. And all this, mo all this music <laughs> is mediocre, but full of unnecessary flavor. Yeah, it's I, the celebration. I like that, JD. I just yeah. like that. It's Thank the you. celebration of bland, blandless, bland. <laughs> give me a minute. Blandness. Blandness and the banal. Yeah, give give, give Dave a break. He sat on his balls a minute yeah. ago. Yeah, it's still like a dull pain. Uh, the song we're listening to now doesn't quite fit the genre, but I have to use it yeah, to give you an it's, idea. It's kind of too good. Yeah. Uh, I listen to that saxophone by Motown star Junior Walker. That's good. Next to the bathroom are a pair of what appears to be ladies' jeans, autographed and framed on the wall. It's very difficult to make out the signature, but luckily it has foreigner scrawled just below the name. Frontman Lou Graham, you ask? I did. Guitar player Mick Jones, also of Spooky Tooth? Maybe. No, sir. It's Kelly Hansen. The gentleman that's been singing for them since 2005. It's a good thing that he wrote Foreigner on the jeans, because of all Kelly's fans would have assumed it was his work in Hurricane I or Slash's Snake Pit. What a what a crappy piece of yeah. memorabilia to put on the wall. Right. Here's a pants of Foreigner's new singer. Let that sink in for a minute, people. Yeah. This is what Guy Fieri's putting on his wall. Imagine what he's putting in his food. Yeah, it's, and it sums it up well because <laughs> it's something that should be awesome. It's a pair of autographed pants by the lead singer Foreigner, but it just ends up kind of disappointing. Um, and I chose the song Urgent because of its uh, proximity of the Foreigner pants to the men's room. The fact that my diarrhea started kicking in did indeed the situation urgent. Um, so for bumpers today, I'm going to do live bumpers for the first time in a long time. I went to look for Guy Fieri quotes on the net, and I found a clip of him uh, eating with food in his mouth, saying a lot of his Guy Fieri things. So is I've that, written my is that own. Why you're eating right now? Yeah, the, and so I've written my own Guy Fieri bumpers, and I'm going to read them while eating food. Can I just point out that? I looked this up on Wikipedia. Fieri is supposed to be pronounced Fieri like you're doing, but I still think it's an elaborate cover because I don't think Guy can roll his R's like Italians can. I think he was tired of being called a fairy. Mmm. Mmm! The Camembert Jalapeno Donut Flavortown just burned down! This is number 10! As soon as we walked into this temple of sud mediocrity, I heard a slightly familiar song. It was the Rolling Stones' Rock in a Hard Place from the 
kind of forgettable Steel Wheels album from 1989. This one struck a chord with me because that was the first time I saw the Rolling Stones was on the Steel Wheels tour. But it struck me odd because I can name 30 songs that are better than this one without having to look at any reference material. It's not bad, though. It's yeah. not It's not bad. It's got a memorable opening. This, got a, this is going to be a great countdown, guys. <laughs> this is a great song. One of the songs I would have chosen would have been Mixed Emotions, which was the first single from this album. Yeah, that's a good one. But it's a perfectly mediocre Stone song, which one can draw a parallel to your American kitchen dining experience. He's not capable of amazing cuisine, nor does he care to create it. Almost good enough seems to be the flavor of the day. I see your point. It's a good song, but we like when you have better songs to choose from, uh, from the entire Stones catalog. Why choose this one? I get it. You know, because there's a thousand incredible restaurants in New York City. Why choose Guy Fieri's? Yeah. yeah, I think they picked it because, of, you know, Bill Wyman's wonderful bass line on this, a nice ingredient into the mix. Mm -hmm. It's fantastic, and, would, and it's one of his last contributions to the Stone as he wanted to start a family with his eight-year-old wife or whatever. To, to be fair, she was 13. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, and right. they enjoyed a happy six years of marriage before they divorced uh, at 19. Oh, she got old and ugly. Yeah, when uh, he was 53. That fact is as old and ugly as that girl was because we talked about it previously. On Let's try to be tracks. fresh with our facts. All right. Let's try to All right, here's facts a fresh right. fact. This song was the Rolling Stones' last top 40 hit. Ooh. Which is probably why it was being played, because it was, it was their most recent hit. Yeah. This, <laughs> as, as current as the people that dined there. Yeah. So here's as, what, as mediocre and forgettable as Steel Wheels may have been, that was also the last time that the Rolling Stones could pretend that they were actually touring behind their new record. It was It was also the, this is where the, oh, the Stones are so old tour was. This yeah. is the first one. People called it Steel Wheelchairs. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> this is when De Dennis Miller was shaking his head and really giving it to the Rolling Stones. And this was so. 30 years ago. And <laughs> exactly. So what makes this good diarrhea to me is that it has unnecessary elements like Guy's food does. Like Mick has this gimmick in this song where he says, stop, and the music stops. It doesn't need it. Like, just like, you know, guys, guy Italian nachos don't need to be Italian nachos and don't need to be named with a portmanteau. If you want nachos to stand out, just make nachos that are better than all the other nachos in town and just call them nachos. Everybody will come eat them. Well, I, I'd say that this song harkens back to their better 70s stuff, and I think the, the stop part is him doing a little bit of the James Brown call to action to his band. The stop bit is only great now when the Electric Six do it. Huh. Hmm. 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 What do they call this? KC Barbecue Malt Shake? Great flavor mix. So money. This one's number nine. I love that guy. <laughs> Those are really working out. Mm-hmm. I'm getting dinner. Yeah. Uh, bit of a long... Oh, here we go. This is uh, Moss Tequila, ripping off the uh, Rift Gary Glitter's Rock and Roll Part 2. This is Sammy Hagar and the Wabaritas. Yeah! Uh, yeah! This is just what Guy Fieri does. He takes something familiar and comfortable, like a mojito or the Rock and Roll Part 2 beat, and then just fills it with unnecessary shit. No. Yeah, this is what Dave does. He puts two rockin' songs back to back, yeah. <laughs> I'm easing playlist. in. I'm easing in. They start kind of okay. Yeah. As soon as we were seated, I ordered my drink. It was called Sammy's Red Rock and Mojito. 
It was terrible. <laughs> Way too sweet. And this is a guy who drinks a lot of cider. Tasted, You're known for it. That is your personal brand. Tasted vaguely of ammonia and was weak as shit. Even though I'm aware that tequila is not an ingredient of that drink, this is a perfect song because it could have definitely used mas booze. <laughs> That's Spanish for more booze. Yeah. Just like this is Spanish for more tequila. All right. Thank you, uh, Spanish English Dictionary with mm. a dick. Yep. Sammy, I'm, li- I'm living La Vida Loca over here, guys. Which means... Um, living the crazy life. Thank you. Desmond Child wrote that, right? Yep. yep. Yeah. 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 Old facts! Stop with the old facts! <laughs> Any fresh facts, fellas? This is uh, this. I have a I have a good fact. This this sounds like a shitty ZZ Top cover of Rock and Roll Part Two, <laughs> and it's it's got this dumb shout along chorus. It's it could be it should be more fun than it is. I really like this song. Uh, I think it's really awesome. It rocks hard, and Sammy does a great job singing in Spanish. He's like the Tim Kaine of rock and roll. <laughs> A little politics joke. This song is off the album Red Voodoo, which sounds like the name of one of those lame groups that fucked up every other night at local music establishments in college with their horrible blend of funk, rap, and for some reason, ska. Ska was big then, back in the 90s. It could also be a track off of David Lee Roth's Your Filthy Little Mouth album. Mm, I don't know. I don't know if it's... Like No Big Ting. Sammy manages to mention both the Macarena and Funky Cold Medina in this song. Which are two things I don't really care for, but they seem to have something to do with Cabo. I will say this is a more memorable song than Cabo Wabo. I uh, agree. We fought those battles. Old facts, old battles. Sammy had been distributing his Cabo brand tequila in the U.S. US at this point and was doing his damnedest to promote it with his fame. I had to endure an acoustic version of this song on the Fuck Tour with Van Halen. Really felt like the rock show stopped so we could have Sammy do a commercial for us. What, yeah. is, what is the point of doing an acoustic version of this song? Because it's mostly just drums and yelling. No idea. Well, listen, we give Sammy Hagar and Guy Fieri a hard time, but the fact is they know how to sell shit. They know their audience, and they can give them what they want. They're both wealthy beyond imagination, and here I am barely paying the bills for my family and fighting Yacht Rock fans who just want to hear Brandy. So kudos to you guys. Yeah, but you have your integrity. Sammy, you make it work. Integrity and schmeggerty. (laughs) These guys have mansions Integrity doesn't pay the bills. Mmm. Stop with these cow parts to clog up guys' heart. Got some gristle in my beard stash. That's on fire. This is number eight. So at this point, Tony's oh, brother fuck. Dan showed up. He was in town to play music at a work function. And he had his guitar with him. We asked him to meet us for lunch, but we just sent him the address and not the name of the restaurant. When he got close, we got a text saying, Are you assholes really at Guy Fieri's place? I'm outside with my guitar in my hands. Unfortunately, the answer was yes. Oh, hey, assholes, I'm outside with my guitar in my hand. Yeah, right? What a piece of shit. Did you try to make him play this song? No, but he did in his his college cover band, whose name is escaping me. A little background on Dan. He is a financial guy, kind of a straight shooter. Got Mm -hmm. a good sense of humor, but doesn't probably get hipster ironic eating the way that you and his brother Tony do. Yeah. Well, he's known he's known for sometimes liking things like Rob Thomas. So this is here for him. Yeah, fuck you, Dan. And since I heard both Santana and Matchbox 20 while we were in there, this seemed like a very good fit. Um, this is a great song for Gyria. It mashes two weird flavors together. 
and I can totally hear this song in Guy's backyard. You know, he's hosting a barbecue, he's got a corona, he's like dancing with his wife, and, and you know, he does a bang-up job providing for her. He's lip-syncing to It's beautiful. <sighs> this song actually did remarkably well. Hey, honey, you well. want to do some Latin dancing to this song? Uh, Interrupting uh, Steve, everybody. Uh, <laughs> oh, this is torture. Sorry, Dave. Go on. Go on and tell the people how amazingly well this piece of shit song did on the charts. It was number one for 13 weeks. Jesus, fuck America. <laughs> Didn't drop to number two until January of 2000. That's right. Spanning two centuries. <laughs> <laughs> number one for two centuries. It's been named the top rock song of all time by Billboard. Excuse me, second top rock song of all time by Billboard, just behind Chubby Checker's The Twist. And which, the, twist, the Twist had two separate chart runs, so it built up all those chart points. This is, they're, they're naming it Top Rock Song by Chart Performance, not by Quality. I just want to clarify that for the people of America. Yeah, they're basing assholes. it just on numbers and not on opinions. So, as we champion a form of music that celebrates the smooth, we've got to find a place in our pantheon for a song like this. Like, say, Michael McDonald's having a 60th birthday, Loggins rolls in a cake, and Rob Thomas and Carlos Santana come out, and they sing this song for him, but with their own lyrics, like, like this, like this, like this. You got the background vocals that could be so smooth, yeah. Give you a song and a mic, and you'll sing harmonies, Mike. Ugh. That, no, I would, go, I would no. have a fun time with that birthday no, party. We don't need to find any place in the Pantheon for this song. It betrays everything that we value about smoothness, particularly by hiring an awful lead vocalist who yarls so hard he can't even pronounce one vowel in the English language correctly when he sings. That's Rob Thomas. That's how fucking Rob Thomas sings. I hate him. I can't stand listening to it. No I think, offense to him. He's a, I'm sure he's a perfectly good person. I think we found Steve's Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> yeah, I think we did. I think it's Hans. It's there. either it's either him or Alanis Morissette. Ooh, we have, we'll, we'll we'll fight that uh, battle later. Yeah. Hmm. Mayor Flavortown just got impeached with his peach mojito pocket pies, that is. I'm gonna savor this flavor, number seven. <laughs> Guy yeah. Fieri should be cooking for his friends that come over to his house and get too high, not charging almost $20 for an airport to go quality <laughs> salad while his patrons have to sit and listen to this band. This is Grateful Dead Sugar Magnolia. And the Grateful Dead are very indicative of the food and service you will get at Guy's. It's really bland, it's all pretty much the same, and it takes way too long. And you only really like it when you're high. Yeah, yeah, you know what? I, I'll bet I'll bet high people would really enjoy Guy's. High on pneumonia. No. Or ammonia. Yeah, because that's what's in the drinks. Exactly. Might have been formaldehyde. I don't know. <laughs> I can't confirm it. I want to take a minute and describe the Gaitalian nachos. Please do. I, you, and, you made reference to those earlier. Yeah. They're a key plot point. I want to know more. I'm reading this directly from the menu. Uh, guys, all-star, meaty, cheesy nachos packed with sweet Italian turkey sausage, ground beef, pepperoni, picante peppers, ricotta crema cheese, fresh basil. That doesn't sound too bad, right? Yeah, yeah the fresh and basil makes it nutritious, right? Aside, uh, Here's my review. Aside from the taste, texture, smell, and presentation, <laughs> it wasn't that bad. 
Uh, it does sound kind of like the jam band of food, like like a hippie would be like, Hey, did you ever eat it, guys, on January 6, 2015? He put green olives on the guy Italian nachos. It was glorious, man. Dude, I think hippies should follow Guy Fieri around America and just camp out wherever he's doing uh, oh, he'd love that. Doing it, doing, but he, he's more into bros. Um, deadheads would follow the, the Grateful Dead and maybe not have money for tickets, so they'd go in the parking lot and ask, ask people for a mirror, you know, make a peace sign and go, Hey man, I need a miracle! And then, you know, somebody eventually would give them tickets. Oh, like my Styx Ario Speedwagon miracle from a couple episodes ago. Exactly. But in guy restaurant terms, I think that miracle would be finding a public bathroom in New York City to shit in 30 minutes after leaving the restaurant. Yeah, we didn't make it out of the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> How were the bathrooms? The bathrooms were impeccable. Oh, right. they, they would have to be. Yeah, it was like they had someone on standby. Um, what were what was on the walls in the bathroom? More uh, like weird actually, that was the really? only place was where the, shit? there wasn't weird stuff except for the wallpaper that was like old timey pigs with the the lines in them sort of cut up. And actually, I seem to remember like a really weird sandwich with two aces coming out of it, like cards. Oh. But that was the print on the wallpaper. Like somebody slipped a couple pair of aces into your sandwich. That would be a weird sandwich. Yeah. It's a pocket aces. Pocket aces. Yeah. Um, I was a little bummed that there weren't more menu items with clever names like the nachos. It's really just the Motley Q ribs and the awesome, that's in quotations, pretzel chicken tenders. Oh yeah, I've read his menus before. He always has awesome pretzel in, in Well, awesome box. pretzel was his very first pretzel cart uh, in San Oh, Rosa. I didn't realize that. Uh, also, David, uh, you're blowing my mind with yeah, facts. There you go. Uh, Sammy's Red Rockin' Mojito has now been changed to the Crazy Hagar. Awesome. Uh, there's so much going on over there. Oh, man, it's, it sounds like there's a lot of disunity there. I don't know if they're gonna make it. No. Mm. We need unity at this critical juncture at Guy's American Kitchen. Alright, well, I heard enough of this. Mm. Mm. I need this till the Flavor Town sun goes down. Wrap this up in a dude's song and still be Flavor King Kong. This is number six. This is the song that uncreative people play when they make videos of their babies in sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> this is Steppenwolf's Born to be Wild, as if anyone doesn't know. It's so benign, even Grandma thinks this is kind of charming. We heard this one in the restaurant around the time I ordered my fourth drink, and I still hadn't felt the slightest effects of alcohol in my system. <laughs> and Dave, you're a man who understands the effects of alcohol. I sometimes enjoy a glass of wine with a meal. <laughs> so, you know, Guy's restaurant is covered in stupid rock memorabilia. That's about as tired to restaurants as this song is to rock and roll. Now, when I was a freshman in high school, you know, my musical tastes are still developing. For some reason, I had a CD, this CD, on me. Because you need more than one or two Steppenwolf songs. Yeah, I, and I was out on a table in class, and somebody saw it and said, uh, Hey, look at Dave, I think I'll bring my Steppenwolf CD to school today, Lions. <laughs> and that became my nickname for a little bit until uh, Sauerkraut Pants uh, took over a few months later. Wait, where did, and it endures today. Where yeah. did Sauerkraut Pants come from? Did your pants smell like sauerkraut or did your pants smell no, like No, somebody invited you eat sauerkraut. Somebody invited me to see the Rocker, Rocky Horror Picture Show and I didn't understand the concept. I just know you were supposed to throw stuff around. So I snuck in a bag of sauerkraut in my pants. <laughs> Because that's what I was going to whip around in the theater before I realized it was supposed to be rice or toast or specific food stuff. Yeah. Either way, both nicknames are way more clever and creative than anything coming out of Guy's Kitchen. To be fair, 
Guy Fieti was born to be wild, as wild as this song is today. Like, so winning the Food Network beauty contest and eating kind of regular food on camera for a living is a pretty wild lifestyle to be born for, as far as Guy Fieri goes. He also has a convertible on camera. That's pretty wild. And photos of the convertible all of the uh, restaurant. Yeah, I like this song. It's a cliche. Yeah. Yeah, it used to be an anthem of rebellion, and now it's a, a mega cliche. It's... I think it was the first time anybody said the words heavy metal in a song. May have been. You know, you, you know, you think, you know, hey, maybe we should check Guy, Guy Fieri's wild cred. But I think all you would find out if you dug into his wild cred is a huge fat bank account. That uh, a dude like, that went to the University of uh, UNLV. He's got a he's got a well-fed, well-cared-for family. If I get, yeah, listen, Brandy is Yacht Rock. Brandy is Yacht Rock. Where's my captain's hat? Can uh, I cash in now? It's about the sea. It must be. In the uh, restaurant, this is about the time Dell had to leave to go uh, do a press thing for his new show, but we'll hear more about that in a bit. Mm. This song has a long lead-in, but I haven't oh, okay. heard I'll any start, strange I'll body start, ejaculate stories. I'll start oh. talking about... Uh, yeah, we're halfway we're through. Gonna, we haven't talked about jizz yet. We're gonna Nor leave, will we. We're going to leave Guy's Times Square restaurant for a bit, and we're going to visit... Guy Fieri's Vegas Kitchen and Bar. That's right, we're going to Nevada. And we're going to listen to Slaughter, their most underrated song, Mad About You. And really, what were my other choices for Nevada? The Killers, everybody knows they're from Vegas, eh, whatever. Panic at the Disco, no. Imagine Dragons, no. Contemporary R&B singer Neo is from Vegas, but I don't really know his catalog. So here we are. I found a slaughter deep cut. Otherwise, I might have gone with the Crystal Method. Get the the, high, the drug reference Crystal Method. There. This is the least fun I've ever had in Vegas. Yeah. Are Crystal Method from Vegas? Yes, they formed in Las Vegas. I know their album is, yeah. was Vegas. But... Yeah. Lots also, Jenny Lewis of Rilo Kylie was born in Las Vegas. And that's all the music I found in Nevada that I had heard of during that cursory read of the Wikipedia article. Well, then let's talk about Slaughter. Let's talk about Slaughter! I always appreciated Blas Elias' drum kit. It's like he went out of his way to Neil, to make Neil Peart's drum kit seem inadequate. Yeah, it was a very visually impressive drum kit. If you go and look yeah. at the, uh, the YouTube for the videos... Actually, one of the drums behind him has a sign on it that says, This space for rent. Ooh. Oh, I remember that, yeah. Hey, they're clever. I remember, That's... I remember watching the music videos on the MTV, and I saw that on it. Uh, also, uh, later drummer Bobby Rock, which you will all remember from Ooh. Nelson. Yep, yep. And Nitro. Thank you, Hunter. Uh, we got to get Nitro on his show. Uh, he played in uh, he played in Slaughter for a while. Steve, you have a funny paragraph here about uh, Guy's menu in Las Let's Vegas. Let's get back to Guy Fieri's Las Vegas I, I never get enough of Guy Fieri menu jokes. Oh my They've been God. going on for a decade now. They're, they never get old. I, if, if you've never read a Guy Fieri... I'm sorry. If you've never read a Guy Fieri menu, 
I highly encourage you to go Google his menus online and read them. It's like Poochie from The Simpsons became a chef and got his own restaurant. Uh, at the Vegas restaurant, you will pay $15 to $17 for the privilege of buying quote-unquote street cart tacos that you can get for about one-third of the price from an actual Mexican cook who knows what the fuck he's doing. They're also a fifteenth of the price. <laughs> Five dollars for tacos. Yeah. It depends on how many tacos there are. Okay. I I didn't see how many. I, I don't think it said how many. It's probably like two or three. Okay. I don't know. Uh, you can also get a Caesar salad with lots of croutons that is served in a mega crouton. <laughs> I'd eat that. Yeah, that sounds good. And a lot of items there are going to be smeared. This is an, a direct quote. Smeared with Guy's famous donkey sauce. And the yeah. talk of cum begins now. Mm. <laughs> they have an Italian salad that's served in a prosciutto-wrapped smoked provolone <laughs> crown. I haven't been there, but my friends ordered it. And uh, it seems like everybody at the restaurant refers to it as the meat wallet. Uh, there's not a lot of musicians of note from Nevada. Steve named them all. I look for more. But there's plenty of musicians there now. There's always music in the streets or in the strip club. One time in a strip club, I had a boner, and the stripper called me Mr. Longdick. Okay. Yep. She back, actually did. Back on the bus. Back on the bus. I was there for it. She mm. did. Mm, I like to be mysterious. A cheeseburger wrapped in a cheeseburger wrapped in a cheeseburger. Hey, can I get some barbecue zesty blue ranch on this beef salad? This is number nine. It's number five. <laughs> number five is not nine at all. I think that hot dog's giving you a stroke. Should have had some wow sabi uh, on it. <laughs> this song's called Livin' to Rock by a band called Sophistifunk. Oh, Christ. Guy referred to it as his favorite band. <laughs> he heard it on a CD that a restaurant owner from his show gave him. Apparently, an hour after he listened to it, he called up the band and asked them to play at his birthday party. To me, this is, again, like what we talked about before, the funk rap shit that assholes played in college. The bands all had names like Groove Tongue or Circus McGurkis or something really fucking stupid like that. Just real shit. It's it's the kind of meal we're eating. It's, it's like the meal we're eating. Listen... It must be cool to be able to afford to get just about any band you like to play your birthday party and settle on Sophista Funk. <laughs> listen, listen. I bet, I bet his, son, I bet Hunter Fietti has a lot of cool birthdays too. You know, I had to minimize the guests in the time we rented the space for my son's birthday. So, kudos to you, Guy Fietti. I, I, I can't imagine it would take that much money to afford to get Sophista Funk to play your birthday. More I than mean, I can afford. I, more than I can afford, Steve. I'm not more than I can afford. But no, I mean, Summer Breeze isn't Yacht Rock. <laughs> I knew you could get Brian Vanderark from the Verve Pipe to play your backyard like a few years ago. For the Verve Pipe played a that's too much mine's, money for me. That's too much money for me, also. But you can you can get him to play a part. You can get him. For, I think it was like you can get him for a thousand bucks. But his band had an actual hit. Uh, yeah, they were from Southwest Michigan, and they would they played at my friend's graduation party, and it was awful. Sophista Funk or the Verve Pipe? Verve Pipe. Okay. Still better than this. Um, I did find some information recently that they had a benefit concert to convert their van to vegetable oil. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and they probably got the oil from... Their hair? Guy Fieri. Yeah, no, Fieri. Guy yeah. Fieri. Yeah, that's probably it. They they played his birthday party. Yeah. They saw how much oil he had. Yeah. And they're like, how much you charge for that oil? You can have it for free. You're Sophistic Funk. You're my favorite band. Oh, I'm sorry. You can have it for free. You're Sophistic Funk. You're my favorite band. Yeah. 
And then, yeah, they had that fun. Um, there actually was a nice story that they had a song um, about a dragonfly, and Guy Fieri had just lost his sister, whom he called Dragonfly. So it was kind of nice that he, he found these guys. Oh, it's nice to bring a little so, yeah. a little more weight to Gyria. A little humanity. Yeah. I mean, he can't be all that bad. I mean, even though he's been called out in the press for being homophobic and racist. Another depressing thing about Guy Fieri is I bet his cholesterol is lower than mine. <laughs> These these guys are like the whitest. Like they're trying to do so many different genres at once, and they're not really good at any of them. You could call you could tell me that these guys are black, and they would still be the whitest rap group I've ever heard. <laughs> the the drummer's this, black, but the rest are white. This is like this is the perfect musical encapsulation of Guy Fieri's food because it's a lot of different stuff that should taste good, all mashed up together and served on a hot, bubbling platter of disappointment. I think it sounds sounds like the soundtrack to a George Clooney, Brad Pitt uh, caper, yeah, where they're about to steal a gold mine of bowling shirts with flames on them. <laughs> One last big score before we retire. So, so Guy Fieri's closet. Yeah, yeah. Those things are worth like tens of dollars each. On the open market. There's yeah. a there's a price break when you buy them in bulk. Mmm. 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 The Flavor Town grease train just derailed all over my face. So money. I wish it was my idea to wrap this tortilla inside the asada, but I gotta give you props, dude. This is number four. Oh, oh. Remember uh, Dell and his press conference that he had to go to? No. I brought it up earlier. Oh. It's kind uh, of an aside at the end. Yeah. He had finished that and texted, like, hey guys, it's been like two hours. I'm done with my thing. Where are we meeting up? And we texted, well, we're still here at Guy Fieri's uh, American Kitchen. Um, the service is notoriously slow, so Dell had plenty of time to come back and join us. A little context on Dell. He's Bear Grylls' producing partner, and All Star is his theme song. So he once it really spent, is. So he once spent four hundred dollars one year using a jukebox app, JD, to, to play this song. That was a month. Oh, a month in a month. Okay, four hundred dollars in a month. So using a jukebox app to play this song on jukeboxes in city that he was not in. And bars that his friends were in, but he may or may not have actually been there. And he'll never get sick of this song. No, he won't. Like Guy Fieri and Frosted Tips, Dell will never tire of this song no matter how old it gets. I've been in bars where he's done this while he's there. He'll just play it song after song after song. And the crowd in the bar, every time it starts up again, it's like a balloon deflating in the room. It's like, oh, God, what? Not again. Dell's here. <laughs> I don't care. It's a terrible bit. Knock it off. Um, to be fair, I don't think it's a bit. Uh, that when we when we say frosted tips and re- reference to Guy Fieri, we mean the tip of his goatee. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. his whole head goes right to the scalp. Those those tips are frosted for about right for about three days, and or he starts getting the five o'clock shadow on his head when it kind of grows out. Now, I, can't, I can't remember if we actually heard the song All-Star in the restaurant, but it's just the sort of garbage you expect to hear there. The the sort of forced fun vibe that's normally reserved for employee training videos. <laughs> also, I've only recently become convinced that Steve Harwell and Guy Fieri aren't the same person, 
because he's a, he's a lead singer right? yeah. of, of Smash because Mouth. Steve Harwell wrote a cookbook called Smash Mouth Recipes from the Road, a rock and roll cookbook with guest recipes from Guy and Sammy Hagar, <laughs> yeah. which makes perfect sense since Guy is to cooking what the other two are to rock and roll. Hey, I'm Sammy Hagar. Here's my recipe for tequila. Open the bottle and pour it down your mouth. Salt shake a little, lick a I love it. To be fair, I'm sure part of the recipe is take a flight down to Cabo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's 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 step one. Well, here's the thing. Here's the depressing thing. Guy Fieri is an all-star. He's got his game on. He goes and plays for a living. He's a rock star. His show is on TV. He gets paid. He glitters. He earns gold. He broke the mold. The song is about Guy Fieri, huge success. The song is not about J.D. Riznar, an abject failure at this point in his life. You're only an abject financial failure. Yeah, he's very true. successful at doing other things. Well, he's a that great he's a great husband money. and father too. So he he has me at least tied there. The song's over. Good. Oh, oh. Mm. oh this sucky piece of meat is an affront to mankind, and I don't mean suck a kind man's front meat piece. This is number three. That's a real quote from Guy. Fieri. No, I made all these up. Oh, based on his style of speaking. Oh, okay. On the way out of the restaurant, by the way, our bill was. Over four hundred dollars, <laughs> <laughs> and I I got it, and I thought I could really have spent my four hundred dollars better. Yeah, like on uh, apparently like uh, Smash Mouth jute boxes. Yeah, uh, but on the way out, I noticed an autographed plate by the Oscar award-winning group Three Six Mafia. Yeah, which is fucking great. I don't know why this is on this list. They dined there one evening and signed a plate to hang on the wall. This is an ex- excellent example of the celebration given to an average product that is the hallmark of Guy Fieri. Orson Welles never got an Oscar. Peter Sellers never got an Oscar. Alfred Hitchcock never got an Oscar. They should have written a song then. Yeah. Three Six Mafia has one, but to be fair, they're probably the only Oscar winners ever to set foot in that place. Oh, this is like a weird, one of those weird conciliatory Oscars. Like, it's, it's from that movie Hustle and Flow starring Terrence Howard, and it's a really good movie. And this is a crucial song in the movie. Yeah. It played a part in the plot. And Terrence Howard got an acting nomination for it, and I think he's doing background vocals in the song. Um, it was a movie from the up-and-coming filmmaker Craig Brewer, who followed this movie up with Black, Black Snake Moan, which is also kind of a really interesting movie. And then things kind of went off the rails, and he went on to direct the Footloose remake. And unlike Craig Brewer and myself, Guy Fieri's career continues to rise! I, I, I just want to say... I just want to say that... Three Six Mafia's Oscar win is maybe my favorite Oscar moment ever, like even more than Bjork wearing it was, a swan dress. It was really cool. It was really cool. They, they were just stunned. Their jaws just dropped. And this was also the first rap song ever performed at the Oscars because Eminem declined to appear when he won the award for Lose Yourself. And I want to say, too, that compared to the two... I think it was only up against two songs that year because just it wasn't a good year for movie songs. And the only other two was like a mediocre Dolly Parton song. It was it was no nine to five. And there's there was something else so boring. I don't have any recollection of it at all. This absolutely deserved the Oscar for best song that year. Also, the Oscars are a joke. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying the song isn't good or it didn't deserve to win. I'm actually glad it did win, based on the total shit that it was up against. I'm saying the song isn't amazing. This is like guy getting the best burger in Times Square award. Okay, I see. I get it. I get it. Because I didn't see how this regular rap song was diarrhea. 
But I guess like, I just feel like all rap to you is as terrible as getting the shits from Guy Fieri's restaurant. Yeah, You I'm know, sure. it's kind of xenophobic, a little racist, but hey, it's your, it's your countdown. Oh, I gotta take another bite of food. Mm. Oh, it's been a hard-fought breakfast battle, but we have a winner. Final score, Bland City Egg Zero. Flavortown Chopped Carne Crunch Hash 69. Here's number two. We uh, left the restaurant and tried to go to Boomer Siasen's next door. And we couldn't get in because we were in shorts and somebody was wearing a hat. <laughs> oh, Boomer. Was so, that person you? Uh, no, I think it was Dell. Uh, I, we all had shorts on, I'm sure. Why, why does Boomer Esiason have a restaurant in New York? And why the fuck does Boomer Esiason give a shit whether you're wearing shorts? In the 80s, Boomer Esiason could have gotten into any restaurant wearing his helmet. It's a hypocritical thing I for think, him to do. I think because it uh, shared something with a bowling alley, and the bowling alley was a known gang attraction in Times Square. Anyway, I guess they don't care for tourists. So we left and went back Boomer to guys. Boomers in Times Square. I don't, listen, who I don't want any tourists. Who I'm Boomer Esiason. I don't want tourists in my restaurant. Who I want it in Times Square teasing the tourists. I want to tease them. I'm Boomer Esiason. I threw footballs for the Bengals. Left-handed. Also also more successful than me. <laughs> Boomer Esiason. So we were disgusted, so we decided to go back to Guy Fieri's and open up a tab at the bar. This song came out. No, you didn't get drunk at all. <laughs> See, this is what I'm saying in the beginning. He's like, oh, we had such a terrible time. We left and went immediately back. You know why we went back? Because we all had diarrhea and they had great bathrooms. <laughs> <laughs> but you, I mean, to be fair, I don't know many days in your life, Dave. We've known each other for a long time. Like 20 years. Yeah, that you didn't have diarrhea. Yeah, well, Tony Sorry. had diarrhea too, so that's quite a coincidence, isn't it? The same thing goes for him. This is song number two, Kid Rock. All summer long, coming at you on Beyond Yacht Rock. So when this song came on, we realized it's time to fucking leave. This song is goddamned garbage. Yes, it's terrible. How many Misfits songs have we had on our show? None. None. How many uh, uh, Thin Lizzy songs have we had? On None. Our show? Now I wanted to put Cowboy's song at the end just to cleanse our palate. And we got this song on our fucking. Thing. Here's the thing. I'm not going with what I know. I'm trying to stretch out. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah. No. So uh, this song's great diarrhea. It's got, like Italian nachos, you know? Is it nachos? Is it pizza? Why is it invented from an East Coast guy, Kid Rock? Is he a rapper? Is he a Southern rocker? Why is he from Michigan? Like, are we supposed to like him or hate him? And again, like Italian nachos, Kid Rock ticks a lot of nice boxes. But like Dave says, as far as presentation, sound, and content, Kid Rock just falls short. And why would you do this to Warren Zivon? I'm, I'm going to tell you. I'm this is Sweet Home Alabama. I'm gonna, it's, it's, a, it's, it's also Warren Zivon. Yeah, oh. it's a mashup. I'm By the producer of the ICP. I'm yeah. going to tell you why. What the purpose of this song is. It's to convince country fans that he was a southern rocker who was going to start pretending he was a country musician instead of a rapper who is pretending to be a rocker who just wanted to exploit country fans since they're the only ones who pay for music because most of them don't know how to use a computer. Kid, Kid that Rock, makes sense. Yeah, it really does. And Kid Rock unifies so many different genres of white trash music. I like some of his stuff, but I don't like this. It's about. Uh, it, yeah. I don't it's hate. About, I don't hate Kid Rock. I'm, no, I don't hate Kid Rock I, at but all. But I hate most of his music. Yeah. 
It's about growing up in Michigan. Why are they singing Sweet Home Alabama all summer long? I, I believe I believe in the recent episode I cracked a joke about how Sweet Home Alabama was the state net this the, the official state song outside of the yeah. the southern part it's, of the state. It's because Michigan is the Mississippi of the North, so he's just trying to remind country fans that we're, hey, we're country up here too. Northern I, Michigan is the Mississippi of the North. I can ex- all of Michigan is the yeah, Mississippi of the North it's, now. It's, yeah, it's getting it's, bad there. It's, it's getting bad. bad. And it's just like, hey, I'm, I want some of that sweet Walmart country money. And so that's, that's what's going on here. This song rhymes things with things. <laughs> now, I've been reading a lot of Guy Fieri quotes to research this, and I have to say, he's kind of clever. And uh, we're being kind of cruel putting a poet like Guy Fieri in the same category as Kid Rock. I want to say one more thing about Kid Rock. Uh, back before, Back in the days before he was trying to, before he made it, just, you know, hustling his stuff around Michigan. And a friend of mine who used to work for a college radio station said they used to get so many promo copies of the yeah. same Kid Rock CDs that they had to resort to finding creative new ways to destroy them, like baking them in the oven and watching them melt. Ah, like Guy Fieri. Mm-hmm. Mm. You can listen to that whole song. Good job, guys. Wow. Mm. Oh. Oh. Mm. Oh. Mmm! Oh, this is the best kimchi kraut beef and bean flavorito I've ever stuffed through my beard stash. Stand back, the Flavortown nuclear power plant's about to have a brownout. Here's number one. Well done, JD. Thank you. <laughs> it took me like seven of those to realize that they weren't actual quotes. <laughs> we, uh, we heard another song we were in that place, and I'm not gonna play that song. Thank you. But I will play you another version of it. Fuck you. This is Sammy Hagar and Toby Keith joining forces <laughs> to bring you Jimmy Buffett's own special brand of torturous garbage, Margaritaville. Can we take a moment to enjoy it? No. Here's two guys that have the same re- have theme restaurants named after their songs, covering a guy that does the same thing. This is a trifecta of feculence. <laughs> we to- we Toby can Keith? take a moment, but we're not going to enjoy it. Okay. You know, Dave, you also left out that it sounds like the Eagles, which means it's even shittier. Yeah. What's uh, Toby Keith's restaurant? The Boot in the Ass Diner! No, no it's... You know, he's got a... I, I love, love this bar. bar. That's what I thought. No, no. I love this bar and grill. Oh, <laughs> I love this I, bar and grill. I think it's I think it's closed now. Oh, poor Toby Keith. Yeah. Still more successful than me. Um, oh, also, there's a Cabo Cantina on the Sunset Strip here in L.A. And I wanted to go there and celebrate, you know, to celebrate Sammy Hagar because I love mm-hmm. him. And then it finds out he doesn't own it at all. But no. now... Now he's got a Cabo, a Cabo Wabo Cantina is his, and now he has one at Hollywood and Highland, so I'll have to go there sometime. There's also a restaurant called Sammy's Beach Bar and Grill, which you can find in select airports. Oh, select airports. Yeah, yeah. And the logo for Sammy's uh, Beach Bar airports. and Grill. Exclusive airports. Yeah. The logo for Sammy's Beach Bar and Grill for this singer's restaurant is etched in a guitar pick. <laughs> Oh, he plays a lot of plays guitar, right. too. Oh, I'd also like to point out that this song is a minute longer than Jimmy Buffett's version. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's slower and more boring. Well, oh, uh. let's make this sound like the Eagles. Less energy, guys. Less energy. Kill your passion. Uh, fun fact about Jimmy Buffett, he apparently sent his lawyers on a crusade to find all mom-and-pop businesses <laughs> that had any use of Margaritaville, Cheeseburger in Paradise, and probably even boat drinks, <laughs> and sue them for copyright infringement into bankruptcy, because you really have to protect that brand. Plus, is $500, $500 million really enough to live on? More successful than me! 
Um, but that's why I love this song. There's a moment in the chorus where Sammy says, "Wasting away again in Wabaritaville." Okay, you gotta <laughs> hand that. You gotta hand I'll, it. Okay, Sammy. I'll respect you know, that. I'll using respect your that. using your fucking brand to promote my awesome brand, Buffett. Fuck you. Yeah, that's, that's the only part of this I approve of. I thought that Buffett was a Trump supporter. No, he's, but he's, Hunter, he's mostly apolitical, um, and he's primarily anti-Trump because I don't know if you know this, but he does have a stake in Mexico. Yeah. He, he may have talked about it uh, from time to time. Mm -hmm. We're talking about Buffett to time. Yeah, Buffett heard Trump was building a wall. He, he was like. How can I call this uh, no, 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 the no. Margaritaville Wall? How no, can I get my name I'm on I'm sorry, that? I thought you were talking about No, Sammy I'm talking Hagar. about Buffett. Oh, no. oh, you're talking about Hagar. Hagar, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Com yeah, Hagar has a major stake in Mexico. Well, how can I get it called the Cabo Walbo? <laughs> Thank you. No, Buffett is an asshole. I'm well, no, I looked it up, and it turns out he's pro-Obama. He didn't used to be, but now he's pro-Obama. And there are... <laughs> when he's about to leave office. Yeah. There are all these websites of his fans just, like, heartbroken. Oh, my God. Okay, I, I, have, a, I have a conclusion. Anybody else have anything else to say? I have something eh, to say. Nothing conclusion. worthwhile. Uh, so, in conclusion, it's really easy to... Sh oh, you have something? No, you don't. It's really easy to shit on Guy Fieri. Many have... And according to Dave, it's even easier to shit out Guy Fieri. Absolutely. What's Many easy? have. Yeah. Okay. No pushing. But I gotta say, I have a lot of respect for Guy as a human being. He's a successful entertainer, a businessman, providing for his family and doing what he loves. He makes me look like some shitty mayor standing next to George Washington himself. I'm kind of inspired by this guy, and I'm sure I'd frost my own tips if my hair weren't so thin. So basically, if I were suicidal, my method would probably be to do it eating in his restaurant all day and night. Thank you. High note. <laughs> that, that monologue over Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville? Delightful low point of the podcast. Yeah, but it gets us out of... Out of trouble with the lawyers. What didn't make the What didn't make the list, Hunter? Can we play another song while we're? I don't don't have any others queued up. What song oh. do you like? Well, um, I got one you can play. Something by fucking Chicken Foot because there there's, this list was going on and on. I realized there's no fucking Chicken Foot on this goddamn it, list. Guy Fieri foot. is essentially the fifth foot. Yeah. All right. Chicken, so, I thought Chicken, Chicken Foot was three. Chicken Foot is Sammy Hagar, no, Joe Satriani, Michael Anthony, Michael Anthony. And Chad Smith from and the Chad oh, Smith yeah. for the rest. And and now that Joe Satriani's out, you know who's in? Neil Schoen. Awesome. It's a stupor group. That's what, yeah. So who came up with that name? Hunter. Hunter. It's a super group nobody asked for. Right. Yeah. I I don't know what you guys are talking about. That's a great band, and they got good music. Fuck you guys. Um. Let's see. The foot. So I. There's another turd of a song that was on the temp list at one point, didn't make the final cut. Casanova by Eric Lindell. Yeah. Just like a crooner voice, quasi-rap, reggae, oral shit song. It's like, it's like, uh, guy, oh, and guy handpicked this song for his, uh, diners, drive-ins, and dives soundtrack. Eric Lindell's on there twice. And honestly, you guys are right. You know, that 3-6 Mafia song stands like a sonic giant next to those other two picks. I'm sorry, 3-6 Mafia. You brought out the hate in me, and that's what happens when you allow your autographed plate to hang in Flavortown. I didn't. I did not come up with a song, but I did come up with a little bit of research. I want to make sure it gets in the podcast. Okay. Uh, Guy Fieri has a posse. They're known as the Culinary Crew. Culinary Crew with a K. With K. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah. everyone, only two Ks. You need one only more K. K in there. Only two Ks. Uh, everyone in the crew has a nickname, and I've been able to piece together a membership of the following. Gorilla, Cletus, K-L-E-E-T-U-S. There's your third K. Dirty P, Johnny Shizzle Shanks, Angel, nine and a half. Oh, what's that mean? What do you think he has? I think he has a nine and a, a half tumor? inch nose. Uh, there's also Pintor, Mustard, and Possum. Now, at the time my brother got married, we were really into making fun of Guy Fieri, and uh, my brother ended up assigning culinary crew nicknames to his entire wedding party, and I got to be Gorilla. Well, I mean, Guy Fieri's a difficult uh, target to make fun of, so... Well, it's... it's... It's kind of like we're shooting arrows at one of those really worn targets, and the arrows go straight through. Uh, Great, boy, great story, Steve. Dave really ended on a great joke, and then we had to hear a list of nicknames. That's all. Great podcasting, everyone. Gotta be familiar with Dirty P. Oh my gosh. Find this week's diarrhea playlist by following JD Risen on Spotify. Fun fact, as far as Spotify playlist subscriptions go, Dave's lists are by far the least popular. Wonder why. <laughs> go to Feral Audio for show notes by Tim Malcolm and follow him on Twitter at Timothy Malcolm for fun facts. Send questions via Twitter at Yacht Rock. Follow JD at JD Riznar. Follow Hollywood Steve at Hollywood Steve H. Follow Dave at David underscore B underscore Lions. Follow Hunter at Hunter Stare. Like Yacht Rock on Facebook. Rate reviews on iTunes, you sons of guns. Go to YachtRock.com for what will hopefully one day be a useful experience. Until we have our website up and running, if you want one of our Beyond Yacht Rock t-shirts, email us at beyondyachtrock at gmail.com and we'll figure something out. Thanks uh, to me for doing the live bumpers. I did a really good job. Additional bumpers by Rob Crow and Mark Rivers. Thanks to producer Dustin Marshall. He looked uh, something something in Frosted Tips. And thanks to all the other Feral Audio podcasts at feralaudio.com because they... They really help uh, hoist our ships. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rising tide raises all ships. Love, peace, and taco grease. <laughs> Shizzle shanks. Ain't no thing but a chicken wang. Feral Audio.